Yes, welcome in. How's Wednesday treating you so far? Hopefully it's going along well. Mike Steele, Parker Thune with you, and we are here in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios today. Parker Thune, how's it going? Gosh, I'm such a grammar Nazi, Steely. I really am. What happened? What I, I, hate I listened. I listened to that Danica Patrick commercial. Uh, and, uh, what I should What'd be saying say? is, I oh, thought it was me. It's great. She's she's trying to help out hungry children across the United States. Instead, every single time I hear that commercial, I'm like, it's one in six kids is hungry. Not one in six kids are hungry. I hate that this mm. is the way I am, but this is the way I am. There you go, old Snooty Parker showing up, making fun of Danica Patrick right off the bat today. How about that? Now, I, I understand. I understand. Do you? I kind of understand. Yes, I do. Okay. Kind of understand. Because, uh, again, this is an immutable, an immutable characteristic about me. I just, It's just how I am. You grew up with great grammar. That's a, uh, that is a major compliment to great parenting. Well, I'm right. sure my parents would be flattered to hear that. I'll you know, let them know you said that. I'm going up to Nebraska this weekend, so I'll let them know that you said they did a good job. Man, you better not get a flat tire or anything because oh. it'll be like 40 below on your way, I'm sure. I don't, right? I, again, I don't think it's going to get above single digits the entirety it's of the It's going to be cold here, too, but, man, further north it's, you get, it's going to be worse, right? You know what my wife and I did last night, Steely? We looked at a house. Really? Yes. Thune Manor? What are you going to call it? Yeah, that's actually a really good... So it's on five acres of land. Green we might, uh, acres is the place to be. Farm living is the life for me. I think there might be land room. spreading out so far and wide. He's still going. Keep all you insider, just give me that countryside. Sorry. I was going to say, I think there might be room for a par three hole or two out there. Thune Acres. You can hire Eb to be your caddy, and maybe Mr. Haney can sell you some products. You know, that kind of thing. That's probably going straight over your head. You never saw Green Acres, did you? I never saw Green you Acres. You missed out on some great television there. Some great television. There you go. All right. Uh, can we start out with a transfer portal opener today? Of course because we can. We I figured that was there. immediately where we were going. All right. Let's do it. What's happening? It's a transfer portal. It's out of control. We're losing our defense! No! Not our starting quarterback! We need him! Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. Get out of here, man! We gotta get out of this place. If it's the last thing we ever do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All of our transfer portal updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. You can call them at 405-831-8222. Brent Swift, 25 years of roofing expertise, also remodeling, construction experience. He will come personally look at your roof and home, swiftcoteam.com. So what is going on with Herd? What is going on with Terrence Ferguson? Is there any news or is it crickets again? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? That's what we want to know. Still crickets. Still crickets. Still waiting. Still in a holding pattern. Which, like, if we're just looking at this from a purely objective standpoint, probably doesn't bode well for Oklahoma that there is no news, right? Well, he did visit over the weekend, so 
You know, it's OU versus uh, Tennessee's in the mix. Anybody else? LSU in the mix? Uh, LSU's not in the mix unless they're rebidding. Old Miss, of course, and their mountains of money. But you think the longer this goes on, the worse it gets for Oklahoma, in yeah, your absolutely. opinion? Absolutely. I would say that's the only logical conclusion you can draw. And look, not everybody that waits to make an announcement ends up spurning OU, right? But if I, I, I'll put it this way. It felt like an eternity waiting for Jake Roberts to announce. Because, obviously, like behind the scenes, I knew that was coming, had the timeline, had the interview recorded, and it felt like an eternity between his visit, which was Friday, and his announcement, which was Monday. Well, now here we are on Wednesday, Steely, and still nothing on Zalance Hurd or Terrence Ferguson. Now, is and- that the reason why Lee Davis left? She knew that Hurd wasn't coming. I mean, I mean that sounds something like a phony insider we put out there. I'm being facetious <laughs> oh, yes. here, obviously, but um, subscribe yeah, to the YouTube channel for more insights. <laughs> That's right. I'm hearing things. Eyeball emoji. Uh, let's play Slim Pickens again with uh, what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Can we? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Because that applies to Zach Alley as well. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? What are they making him take a polygraph test? Does he have to go through a Schmitty workout? I mean, does he have to run like a four five, a sub four five to make can, this announcement official? What's going I on? I can just imagine him in a dimly lit room, single chair up against a table in the middle of the room. Joe C. walks in, slams his hands on the desk, and goes, Tell me everything! <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, uh, Zach, you, uh, let's see, on your latest test, you scored 68, okay? You missed where Mike Gaddis was from, and uh, you also missed uh, the, the school that helped Oklahoma, you know, install the wishbone. Believe it or not, that was the University of Texas and Emory Ballard and Daryl Royal. So let's have you retake it, and if you score over 70, then we will officially hire you. I mean, it just seems like it's going on forever. How many I's have to be dotted? How many T's have to be crossed? How many skeletons did they find in his closet? Well, we learned uh, that Zach uh, subscribes to fake insiders, so... We're going to have to reconsider. Now, when is this going to happen? Surely it's going to happen any day now. You know, your people, well, the regions have to approve this. Is that always the case in these situations first? I think that's just a formality after the fact. I mean, regents, are you on vacation or what? All right. I mean, get off the yacht in the Bahamas and get back to Norman and approve this deal. You know what the regents do? Why? And there's some fine regents. I'm not necessarily talking about. DLU regents. But regents have a lot of self-importance about them because they always put their middle initial in the name. <laughs> you know? Like, if I That's was a regent, I would not be Mike Steely. I would be Michael E. Steely. <laughs> and I'd have, like, a pipe in my picture, you know, smoking a pipe, tweed jacket. Get this done! Jeez! I don't understand. I just don't get it. Why it's taking this long. I want a Zach Alley press conference. I want some new audio. So I know I know a guy in the industry who's actually even younger than I am. I think he's maybe twenty three. And he he uses his middle initial and 
I ribbed him about it for years and years and years. And finally, I just asked him, hey, why do you use your middle initial? And he said, he actually has a very good reason. Apparently, there's only one other person in the world who shares his name. And that particular person, if you research them on the internet, has a checkered past when it comes to run-ins with the law. Only so. one other person in the world. Hey, what is he like, Snuffleupagus or something? Is that his last name? What? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yes. I mean, geez. Is there anybody on our station who has a middle initial? Offhand? No. Yeah, I don't think so because we're not so. we're not that self-important, ladies and gentlemen. We are not. But the regents, I could Google, uh, let me Google the OU regents, and I would bet, I don't know. By the way, a listener in the 405 is reporting, Zach Alley is still on his folks' insurance, and they're working out the details <laughs> to get him switched to OU's plan. Well, he is kind of young, though, right? He is pretty young, so we'll see. Um, anyway, it's just weird, that's all. Just a little bit strange. All right, 405-651, make him take the Wonderlick test first. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Maybe maybe he's got to run through an, a Jerry Schmidt obstacle course. Jeff or from OKC has theorized that the hiring of Zach Alley's get back guy is still being finalized. There you go. They maybe have that to announce them in tandem. Could be it. Jackson F. Arnold. See that that one works. That one passes the smell test. Jackson F. Arnold can be JFA forever. Jackson Arnold. Here's my question. I mean, let's who, just say for the sake of the hypothetical, and obviously I don't think this happens, but let's just say Jackson Arnold turns out to be a massive bust at the University of Oklahoma. Does he become FJA? <laughs> See, uh, you can use that initial at the front too, right? Because yes, you can. who had a lot of money for Oklahoma State? Boone Pickens. How did he want to be, you know, T Boone Pickens? When you get that much money, you want to use a middle initial a lot. Or you really want to have some self-importance about you. Because like I said, you know, Tom Jones, great singer back in the 60s and 70s. But, um, you know, he's not going to be a regent. He would be like Thomas C. Jones or something like that. So we got to get these regents. You know, I don't know if they're the issue, but we've got to get this going. we got to get this going. All right, we have uh, the Sooners at TCU basketball tonight, ninth-ranked Oklahoma on the road. TCU 0-1 in the Big 12, but they got hosed on that call late at Kansas. TCU 11-3, Oklahoma is 13-1. They're the four seed in the most recent uh, bracketology from Joe Lenardi. Should be an interesting game. Thunder at Miami tonight. No Jimmy Butler, sore toe for Miami. Uh, Kyle Lowry is also doubtful for Miami tonight, so we'll see if the Thunder can get a win over the Miami Heat tonight and the OU women playing at Kansas State. So, uh, 405-651-3439, Kniffelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. A little more on the portal when we get back. And want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring hour number one. Tim Lasher, great Sooner, great company. 405-579-3113 for Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Tom Petty singing about Zach Alley right here. Be right back. I know, it's ridiculous. We're still waiting on the big Zach Alley official announcement. So, 
Maybe the uh, people who write the announcements are on uh, vacation. Who knows? Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, never vacationing there, but you can vacation there because there's always something happening at Riverwind. And, again, we have shows coming up this uh, Friday and Saturday at the Showplace Theater. Boys to Men coming up Friday, January 12th. Clay Walker this Saturday, January 13th. Tickets at Riverwind.com or at the casino box office. Comedian Joe Coy, who is in the news, uh, didn't fare too well at the Golden Globes, but that's a very snooty, tough crowd. But he is going to be at the Showplace Theater January 27th. You can go make him feel better. I thought he handled it pretty well. though. That is a tough gig. But he's going to be at uh, the Showplace Theater coming up Saturday, January 27th in February. Air Supply, some good yacht rock right there. Scotty McCreary uh, also coming in February. In March, you've got two really good comedians. Jay Leno, Friday, March 15th at the Showplace Theater. Jim Gaffigan coming up Saturday, March 23rd. You've got the 80K uh, winning resolutions giveaway happening. Play with your wild card. Mondays and Tuesdays for five times the entries, but play every day. And then be there Friday to win your share of 80K in cash and bonus play. Riverwind Casino. Newly designed gaming floor, neither, neither, uh, or nearly, rather. See, I've had way too much uh, caffeine, 200 milligrams again. Again? Today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steely, yeah. we got to have a talk here. They, they say, I saw a report that says taurine is actually good for the aging process, so I'm going 400 milligrams today. I, I, I'm fairly certain you can find sources of taurine that don't come conjoined to massive loads of caffeine. I may fall asleep if I don't get the caffeine, all right? Anyway, get on out to Riverwind Casino. They've got uh, the best promotions, best games, best bars and dining, great hotel, great service as well. Riverwind Casino is simply the best. All right, uh, Sooners at TCU tonight. Here is Porter Moser talking about the matchup this evening on the road against the Horn Frogs, and here's uh, Porter's evaluation of TCU. They're just an old physical team. You know, with the, it's, it's very similar to Iowa State's. You know, we've got to take care of the ball. And we got to win the battle of the glass. And we also got to win the battle of the foul line. They draw fouls really well. When they get to that foul line a ton, they usually are winning. Um, You know, Miller, obviously. Tennyson, who hit, uh, I don't know how many, six threes or something against Kansas. He was outrageous. Um, Really can shoot it. I mean, obviously we know Avery Anderson. We've played against him. Jet quick athlete. Um, They just, you know. You can go down the list of guys that are that are doing really well for them. It's just a physicality. PV and Coles are two veterans that know their system. Physical, older guys. So it's going to be another physical game. Older, oldest team in the country, um, but it's similar to what we have to accomplish. Take care of the ball, transition D, and win the battle of that glass. There you go. Porter on the matchup with the Horned Frogs tonight. TCU is 11-3, 83-81, controversial loss at Kansas over the weekend. There are other two losses. They lost to number 24, Clemson, and they lost to Nevada by 13. But guess what? Nevada's pretty good. They're 15-1 of the year. So TCU at 11-3. Emmanuel Miller, as uh, Parker or uh, Porter talked about, has been really good. Also leading the team 16.6 rebounds per game. Okay. Uh, let's get to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Clinton Tulsa says Zach's contract was due today, but apparently his dog ate it. <laughs> it's just weird, that's all. Rocket Sooner says, I use my middle initial. Oh, boy, I already don't like where this is headed. Because 
It differs me from my dad, and he doesn't have good credit. Understandable, Rocket Sooner. By the way, I did the research out of there are three middle-named, middle-initial regents of the total of eight regents, three out of eight middle-initialers. Anita L. Holloway, Robert J. Ross, John R. Bratz. Everybody else, no middle initial. I thought it would have been a higher percentage, but apparently they got upset with some of the middle initial people, and they brought in some regulars. By the way, uh, we did completely overlook the fact that we do have a middle initialer on our ref staff here. In technicality, none really? other than Timothy Joel Perry. No, he didn't do that. on. But no, 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 no. I'm talking about like on Twitter or Facebook. He just goes by TJ. He does. But he does incorporate the middle initial. So in wait a minute, I think Travis is middle initial, isn't he? Travis J. Davidson. Check his Twitter. He might be middle initial guy. Oh boy, we're gonna have to. Have oh boy, him we're gonna have it. to give him all the flack. We're gonna have to have so. him remove that. Yes, Travis J. Davidson. Is he wearing a tweed jacket and smoking a pipe in his uh, profile pic? I don't think so. I think he's got like that. Yeah, he's just OU hat on or something. He's standing in the uh, bleachers at an OU football game. Okay. All right. We'll ask him to explain himself and see if he uh, allow him to keep it or not. That's what we'll do. 405-651-3439. Broad is from Norman High School and goes by Rick. Hmm. Wow. I did not know that. You must have overlapped with him. I was 81. So at Norman High School, when I was there, it was a junior-senior high school. You went to uh, middle high, like or junior high, was freshman-sophomore. Oh. So, in other words, I missed Mr. Broad. I'm sure he's a fine gentleman. Norman Tigers are, most of them. Mark's trying to out-TJ. See, he, yeah. Is that TJ's real name? Is it Timothy? Is Timothy it t- Joel Perry. See, that's pretty good. You don't want to go by Timothy Perry because Timothy's usually at their ass kicked. Well, then you just shorten it to I, Tim, right? I don't think, yeah. Tim, you know, you might, but if you if you want to, hey, man, this Timothy dude's been talking trash on you. You're like, Timothy? Are there any tough Timothys out there? I mean, TJ's not a Timothy. I'm not saying he is a Timothy, but I think TJ was a wise move. Burley Boomer says, maybe OU is waiting for students to return from break to address the alley hiring with them first. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know what's going on. We don't think that there's any snag here, right? It's going to happen. It's just a matter of... uh... (laughs) So he said, Zach faxed in his contract, but the date and time were left off. (laughs) That's right. Elite S tier uh, joke. That's pretty good. That's a uh, that's a Peyton Bowen joke right there. Five eighty eight says middle initial guys pretend like they enjoy scotch. They probably do enjoy scotch. Probably really expensive stuff. Or it's bourbon. They're probably drinking Pappy Van Winkle. Would be my guess. Timothy is tougher than a Timmy. Maybe you may be right. You may be right. Yeah, you can't really pass yourself off as tough if your name is Timmy. You know, Tim Tebow actually – Tim Tebow signs his name as Timmy, but he doesn't go by Timmy, which is probably a good business move on his part. <sighs> Tebow. There are two two Tebows that are very difficult. What's your issue with Tim? I He's just he, a little too goody-two-shoes for me. I'm hearing the Adam Ant song in my, my head. 
but he's a fine, uh, fine individual. I was going to say, like, I he's not going to get in any trouble. No, he's probably drinking whole milk right now somewhere. Would be my guess. Sooner Recluse says, "Wow, easy on the Timothy hate, Brody. I'm no pushover." <laughs> it's a really bad joke, Sooner Recluse. You know, hopefully it's not another George O'Leary situation. That was uh, the fake resume. Oh, that's right. How long ago was, was that? Was that for the Notre Dame yeah, job? It was for the Notre Dame, Dame job. Jeez. That was years and he years He tried ago. to fake insider that, and they said, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Rick Broad is definitely a scotch drinker. <laughs> uh, they probably have uh, expensive scotch available at Regents meetings, but I don't think they probably partake that much, would be my guess. Okay, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Um, Plank has been talking about this Devin Baldwin, the defensive lineman from Jacksonville State. Yeah. Do you think that's a possibility? There hasn't been an official offer extended, right? I mean, numbers are tight, Steely. 6'4", 275 pounds. Yeah, and he's a defensive end. So, like, you're not bringing that guy in to play defensive tackle, which is what Oklahoma needs right now. And you just added a defensive end, which was already – not a position that you would categorize as a position of need, but you added Caden Woolard via the transfer portal anyway. Mm-hmm. Can you make room? Do you make room for a guy like Devin Baldwin? I don't know. I, I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see how things play out. By the way, Hollywood Smothers, and we had heard word of this, uh, was probably headed to NC State. That's now official. He's going to North Carolina State. That's where he's from, right? He Was he from Charlotte? He was from the Charlotte area. Raleigh? How far is Raleigh from Charlotte? You know what's hilarious? Is that every single player... Well, that's not true. 918, do you see what the 918 just tweeted? Yes. It's all caps. Let's check it real quick. I don't want them to, you know, troll us here. Parker is checking. There might be some news. There There is nothing at the top of my Twitter feed. Okay, we are going to double-check that. That listener that I went to just said, Lance Hurd committed to OU. Yeah. I I would have to see it to believe it with my own We'll twice. wait now, for official word. What's, so what's interesting about the Dalen Smothers case is that if you rewind to that 2023 recruiting cycle, every single player that – tested the waters with Oklahoma's no-visit policy, ended up at the school with which they tested said waters with. Really? Yes. Colton Vosick to Texas. Texas. Right. Anthony Evans to Georgia. Dalen Smothers to North Carolina State. And Ashton Cozart, of course, well, uh, yeah. was never committed to OU, was he? Or Yeah, he was. And then he went to Oregon. Is he still at Oregon? Where is he? Still at Oregon? He transferred to SMU. SMU. Okay. There you go. All right. 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, a couple Timothys are mad. I. It's just a bad joke. I don't think they're really mad. No, I don't think they are either. Okay, good. People have senses of humor. People. At least the people that listen to us. People. <laughs> You kind of have to when you roll with us. That's right. 
Okay, taking a break, coming right back, 405-651-3439. More Sooner football news to talk about, Sooner basketball. Got a lot of stuff happening. Stay with us here on The Ref. Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune here from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Great to have you with us, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You guys, as usual, and ladies, are doing a great job. We appreciate it very much. Sooner basketball tonight at uh, TCU, 8 o'clock ESPN2. The ladies are playing at Kansas State. Tough one there in Manhattan for uh, Jenny Baranchek and company. 6 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. The Oklahoma City Thunder in action tonight at Miami. The Heat without Jimmy Butler, possibly without Kyle Lowry. And that one tips at 6.30 before the Thunder returns home tomorrow night to take on the Portland Trailblazers, who are having a rough post-Damian Lillard start to the season at 10-25 and 25 on the year for Portland. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you know it's a, it's a brand new world out there for Sooner football fans. Next season it's going to be very different, and uh, we have told you the hillbilly factor is much more prominent in the SEC. You're going to f- see a lot more – Uh, like Texas Tech-type people in the uh, SEC that even go lower. They limbo lower than the uh, Texas Tech people, which are really, really pretty bad. But uh, these are the kind of people that you're going to encounter. This was uh, on the Feinbaum show recently where Bama Larry was very upset when the, uh, the Crimson Tide lost to Michigan and would not say Michigan. Here's, here's the kind of stuff that you're going to be dealing with. I don't mind you winning. I don't mind them winning, but they always have to do it in a sarcastic-ass manner. Larry. They always have to degrade the other team to make that sounds really like Alabama fans look better. Larry, repeat after no, me. I don't give Alabama repeat, no credit. Larry, we, game, will you repeat you after have, me? Yeah. Michigan. You have Just repeat. No Michigan. Michigan. Say that. I'm not going to repeat BS. You tell me to say they they won the no, game. No, I want you to repeat these words. Say. Michigan. No, no, Larry, Larry, you're, you're Michigan. Just say Michigan, okay? No, I'm not going to. I'm going to say this quarterback got his ass buried. Randy, you be Larry for a second. Michigan. Michigan. Kicked. Our. No. You want to say that team that beat Alabama, okay. So you will not even say the name Michigan? Nope. Sure won't, brother. How about that? And how about roll down tides? Now, bye. There you go. That is the SEC in a nutshell, pretty much right there. That's it. So are you ready? 405-651-3439. Do we have any callers on this station that are uh, somewhat similar to uh, Bama Larry? Your uncle? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's, That's one. Bob from Cement, maybe. He gets into way too many political discussions, though. You know, that's that's an issue. Coy is being well, actually, guy on the text line. He said the women's game is on ESPNU. You said it was on ESPN Plus. Let me check uh, the yeah, ESPN he, Extended Network. He's right; it's on ESPNU. For some reason, I had written down in my notes uh, ESPN Plus. But thanks for the correction, Coy. I'm Coy just is you right. A hard time. Coy is right. That's all right. That's. That's all right. I mean, you know, that's the correct information, though. So thank you, Coy. Don't be Coy next time, Coy, all right? If I get it wrong, you set me straight. So, yes, the OU women's game is on ESPN+. Plus. 
so portal additions for Oklahoma. All of our uh, news brought to you again by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. 405-831-8222. Swiftcoteam.com. Jake Roberts from Baylor, the tight end. Michael Tarquin from USC, the old lineman. Caden Woolard, Miami of Ohio defensive end. Kicker Tyler Keltner from Florida State. Jocelyn Malaska, cornerback from Utah. Uh, Fabechi Nuulu uh, from North Texas, the offensive lineman. Bauer Sharp, tight end, southeastern Louisiana. UT Martin running back, Sam Franklin. Dion Burks, the wide receiver from Purdue. Des Malone, San Diego State cornerback. And Spencer Brown, the O-lineman from Michigan State. That would be 11. Waiting for word on Zalance Hurd, possibly Terrence Ferguson, and uh, Casey Thompson. Are you still thinking Casey Thompson will happen? Yes. Yes, I have no reason to think Casey Thompson will not happen. When do, is school underway at OU yet, or is it next week? It's next Tuesday. So by next Tuesday, you'll have a Casey Thompson edit, is what you're saying. That is my expectation. There you go. I still kind of like that move. I know, look, that some people, well, you know, this guy's been playing forever or whatever. I don't know. It's kind of a cool story for him to cool, come full circle and – you know, he goes to Texas, he goes well, to Nebraska, and then... He has said no to Oklahoma four times now. Like, there have been four occasions on which Casey Thompson was that close, Steely, to being a Sooner. Out of high school? Mm-hmm. Why did he Back say at- no? Because of the kids that OU had recruited already because quarterback? Because Mule Shoe told him the truth! Imagine that! What? Yes, he... Had a meeting with Mule Shoe, who was, of course, the offensive coordinator at the time. Mm-hmm. And he asked if Mule Shoe could guarantee him that he would be at Oklahoma calling the plays for the entirety of his collegiate career. And Mule Shoe, at that point in his life, being an honest character, said, No, I can't make you that promise. And so he said, No, no, you out of high school? Uh, this is. A cool story. Uh, Charles Thompson, obviously Casey's father, disclosed this to us on the OU Insider Under the Visor podcast a couple of years ago. But he said after Casey's freshman season, uh, before the spring semester of 2019, he entered the transfer portal and enrolled at Oklahoma, but then had a conversation with his folks and decided to stick it out at Texas, especially because OU was in the process of bringing in Jalen Hurts. So that's two, right? Then he starts for a season at Texas. If Dylan Gabriel hadn't flipped from UCLA to Oklahoma, I strongly believe Casey Thompson would have been the Sooner starting quarterback in 2022. Interesting. Because that was, I mean, it was either Dylan Gabriel or Casey Thompson. Yeah. That's what it was going to be. Obviously, Gabriel does flip. Thompson heads to Nebraska. And then last year, he gets in the portal again after getting recruited over via the portal. Nebraska brings in former Georgia Tech quarterback Jeff Sims and Casey's like, all right, well, I want to get Sims out. Jeff Sims worked out great, didn't yeah, he? <laughs> Boy, what a phenomenal I, business decision I, that was. He's neck and neck with Davis Bevel, I think. Holy or, smokes. But Casey came very close to picking Oklahoma once again and decided that he wanted to go somewhere where he could be the full-time starter, so he went to FAU to reunite with Tom freaking Herman. I know, you know, and it looked weird to see uh, Charles C.T., you know, sitting in the uh, Cotton Bowl with Texas gear on and, 
you know, everybody knows Charles' story, cover of SI, but the way he came back and, uh, you know, made made the most of his life after that. Made a mistake, big mistake, obviously. But uh, I think it'd be a cool story. But, you know, I was thinking about I was going through, I can't remember, somebody asked me about the OU Miami game. So you may have seen the tweet I put out a still shot because I just thought it was cool to see the Sooners lined up in the wishbone. But, and I was thinking about this because Wallace Marsh, our friend Wallace Marsh, huge Sooner fan, great dude. He is producing the Wishbone documentary that will be on SEC Story coming up. Now, the Sooners will officially be in the SEC in July, so maybe it'll be about that time. But what is strange about that, we all know that Daryl Royal played for Bud Wilkinson at Oklahoma, was born in what Daryl was from Hollis, I believe. Won you three, are correct. Three national titles at Texas. But remember that Chuck Fairbanks staff, they were about to get fired. So they wanted to run the wishbone. That's what Texas was running at the time. So they got with the Texas staff. Daryl Royal actually did them a favor somewhat. And so they got in touch with Emery Ballard. And Emery Ballard basically helped them install the wishbone, the OC at Texas. So Texas did OU a favor, which is crazy, and then the Sooners took the wishbone to a different level because nobody had the speed that Oklahoma had. I mean, Greg Pruitt averaged nine and a half yards of carry, you know, in the wishbone offense. So interesting to imagine that that uh, Brent Vittables going to or somebody going to the Texas staff going, man, can you can you help us out? We might be in a little trouble here. Can you help us install this offense? And Texas said yes. And then the Sooners started beating Texas again on the regular with that wishbone. All right, break time right here, 405-651-3439. I can't wait to see that documentary that Wallace is producing. You're going to have, you know, Barry Switzer, Joe Washington. A lot of those guys will be in the documentary. I've missed the wishbone, still my favorite offense. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on The Ref. If you want to eliminate reading glasses like me, if you're over 40 or way over 40 like me, and you're either farsighted or nearsighted, you need to call my friend, Dr. Bellardo. Known him for years and years. Totally trust him and the staff up there. Go check him out. See if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery. From the experts at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center, Dr. B and his team have been the leaders in vision correction for over 20 years now. Call today at 405-755-7700 for your free consult from Dr. Bellardo himself or just go to ALCOK.com. And like they always say there, if you want to see far, you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. All right, you guys, again, killing it on the text line. Appreciate it very much. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Spartan Sooner wants to know, does Casey Thompson even need to attend classes? Doesn't he have like three bachelor's degrees by now? Uh, He is working on his doctorate at this point. So, yes, he has been in school a long, long time. It's a crazy college football world, is it not? I cannot imagine doing seven years of school, Steely. If I had done seven years of school, I would be a semester away from finishing up. I would still be in school. I cannot fathom that. You know, I was on the five-year plan, but I was working a lot here, so I never took over 12 hours in a semester. 
you know, but, and I'm still surprised I graduated, but, you know, I applied myself over those five years when I, I don't think I, I might've read like 20 pages in high school total, something like that. But, um, we were busy stuffing those people in lockers is what we were doing back in. Man. Big Rich in OKC says, I propose Parker have a buzzer and he buzzes it whenever he wants to correct grammar. <laughs> Absolutely not. That is the fastest way for me to become the most insufferable radio host in this market. And trust me, the bar for insufferability is high, but I might clear it if I did that. 918, what's with all the negativity on the middle initials? Four presidents, Dwight D. Eisenhower, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, George W. Bush, and uh, signed Christopher. <laughs> you left out the last <laughs> Donald one, huh? J. Trump. Well, here's the deal. I just said that people who have a lot of money and a lot of importance or think they're super important, they're always going to put their middle initial in there. Now, you know, with those presidents, that's fine. That's that's absolutely fine. You tried fine. to cancel Trump, you liberal. I did. I read. I said Donald J. Trump as well. <laughs> so uh, so anyway. Oh but man, there it's was 20, one. It's twenty twenty four, isn't it? We're in another election year. Oh boy. Tyler from Kellyville, Texas, created it. Oklahoma perfected it. The wishbone, yes. And then they went to. Uh, I think that Texas helped Alabama install the wishbone too. After that, the next season. Because Bear Bryant went to the wishbone. Um, okay. Somebody had texted in, wasn't the battle between Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Darts? Uh, it, no, it wasn't a battle in that sense. Basically what happened was, if you recall the timeline, I believe it was January 3rd that Caleb Williams entered the transfer portal. And Dylan Gabriel committed to Oklahoma that night. Because Jeff Lebby got on the phone with him because he was set to start classes at UCLA that day and basically told him, hey, now or never, make the call. If Dylan Gabriel had chosen to stay at UCLA, basically, from what I understand, Casey Thompson was ready to commit and would have. He was on standby. It wasn't until a week or two later that Oklahoma went and pursued Jackson Dart. So, yes, the Jackson Dart thing was very, very real, and there was a very good chance that he would have ended up at Oklahoma ultimately. Uh, Ole Miss won that battle, but Oklahoma was the runner-up for Jackson Dart Services. If you recall the timeline, though, that came after the whole Dylan Gabe, well, Caleb Williams out, Dylan Gabriel in thing. Who was the big tight end that was a kind of a package deal? Michael Trigg. And how's he doing? Uh, he left the Ole Miss program midseason and has not been heard from since. In a football sense, at least. Really? So. Sounded like a Dateline episode there for a minute. Jeez, <laughs> Keith Morrison on the story. Trig, where is he? Oh, Sean says, the head coach at Pistol Steely's favorite team wore a singlet on TV and removed his shirt at half court of a basketball game. Not sure we, could, we should mock the <laughs> SEC. Oh, man. I remember that. Yes, Mike Gundy's a different breed of cat. J.P. Sooner says, Dwight K. Schrute. Enough said. 
That's a good point, JP. That's a good – see, that's one that's very acceptable right there. And very acceptable. And the 918 says, it took Steely five years to graduate because he was busy calling 1-800 numbers for score updates at his part-time job. Somebody knows the truth there because – That's I, a long-time listener I right there. I got fired at the Boomerang restaurant when it was out there on Lindsay Street because they used to have this uh, dial-in national sports, and I would want to get college basketball scores, and they updated every 15 minutes, so I would be calling that thing every 15 minutes on the office phone. And then the owner, don't want to mention any names, Bob Lehman found out and went bullet, making all these calls, and like $300 worth of calls, you know. And then uh, not too long <laughs> after that, Mike, uh, can I see you in the office? I guess that's not embezzlement, but it's as close to embezzlement as you can get within the letter of the law. I wasn't thinking straight. I was thinking, you know, I could, you know, they were only 50 cents a call. I was thinking, that's isn't a big deal. And then it's like, Mike, uh, we're going to have to let you go. But they made me work a weekend after that. Really? No, they made me work uh, a weekend and two other days because so I could pay it back. I, I mean, I was just a stupid kid, and I was trying to get – And I, we didn't have Twitter back then. I needed the scores every 15 minutes, and I got my scores. Man. I got fired a, for that, a... and I didn't get fired for putting closed out of buns on the marquee. <laughs> that one was you okay. Had, you had a Gen Z time span – or attention span ages before Gen Z. I was eating up with getting the college basketball scores at that time. Somebody knows the true story there. Very impressive. Okay, we got to get out of here for hour number one. Uh, let's keep those texts rolling in, 405-651-3439. Going to be a busy night, OU women, 6 o'clock. Thank you, Coy. ESPNU tonight at Kansas State. Sooner men, uh, four seed in the latest bracketology from Joe Lenardi. will be playing in Fort Worth against the Horn Frogs, 8 o'clock on ESPN2. In between those matchups, you've got the Thunder and the Miami Heat, 6.30 tonight in Miami. Heat without Jimmy Butler, possibly without Kyle Lowry. We'll see if the Thunder can get the job done tonight. Beville Mason, Roy D. Mercer, by God. One of the greatest radio characters in the history of the medium. That one's acceptable, yes. Okay, thank you, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Mike Seeley, Parker Thune with you. We've got another hour to go. We're going to keep on talking. We have a lot to talk about. Once again, it's a very busy night. Hoops-wise, Thunder at Miami. You've got the Sooner Men at TCU and the OU Women at Kansas State. How about last night? Iowa State takes down Houston, the last remaining unbeaten team. Man, Kelvin's still done a great job at Houston. I mean, a tremendous job. Takes you back. They're, they're not as good as Five Slamma Jamma was, or even the Elvin Hayes teams that played against uh, UCLA and Lou Alcindor. But they're pretty darn good for this day and age. How about Nebraska ball taking down Purdue? Number yeah, one Purdue. Steely. That's right. Nebraska has literally never, never been, been good at basketball. Never been to the NCAA tournament, right? Well, they've been. They've never won a game. They've, yeah, that's right. They haven't they won a game. They are the only right. team in the Power Five that has never won an NCAA tournament game. That's incredible. For the longest time. Even was, when they had the Polish rifle, Eric, Pyat- Eric Pyatkowski. Eric Pyatkowski, that's right. They had a couple other NBAers around that same time frame. Tyron Lue was one. Boone uh, was, was Boone one. Was Mickey Moore. Mickey Moore, yeah, that's right. 
Uh, but was they Jaron li- Boone a Nebraska guy for? I'm trying Gosh, to remember. I can't recall. But I'll have to go ahead and Google it up. They've literally never been good at basketball, and they may very well be ranked in the AP poll come next Monday. Yeah, the Huskers, uh, Fred Hoiberg. It's really weird to have Fred Hoiberg at Nebraska, but there you go. All right, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Uh, can we play our Jackson Arnold opener real quick, please? I want to tell you a little story right here because I think you'll uh, you'll enjoy this. You probably won't enjoy it, but we'll talk about it. And we got our man Jackson Arnold here, otherwise known as JFA. What does the F stand for, man? Um, I don't know. Good-ass Twitter. <laughs> We've been talking about Jackson Ever since the fire Sing it, Johnny. Out, I'm going to Jackson. Yeah, going to Jackson. I'm going to mess around. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Look out, Jackson Town. All right, so over the weekend, uh, I do uh, a lot of my work at 7-Eleven very early in the morning. And I what ran does that into a guy work look like? Coffee, you know, oh, coffee okay. and various items. Various Usually smokeless, caffeine-laden. Smokeless tobacco. Okay. Kids, don't do smokeless tobacco. It's hillbilly, and I've been spitting for a long time, and it's not cool. All right? Parker, see me. It, don't do it. I'm just telling you, don't do it. So anyway, I ran into a guy over there at the Sodi Fountain. All right? And he said, Steely, I listen to you every day. I got to tell you, though, I'm worried about Jackson Arnold. I don't think he has a good football mind, and I don't think he can read defenses. Really? And I said, it was his first start, and Arizona's pretty darn good, and I don't think you really need to worry that much about Jackson Arnold long-term. He goes, well, we'll see. Certainly didn't look real good in that first deal right there. He didn't sound quite like that, but, you know. So, I mean, I just – are there still a lot of people out there like that, you think? No, that's the that's the minority's take. Those people And think, you usually hear from the minority. You know, sometimes well, we can give, get fooled into angry texters, and I understand, you know, Oklahoma should have won that game. They absolutely should have won that game. But what I saw, I saw some big-time throws from Jackson Arnold. And what did Bob Stoops say? Waited a half second on some of these throws where the timing wasn't there, and that's what would get you in trouble. Exactly. First start in a bowl game against a pretty darn good Arizona team. The vast majority of OU fans, Steely, have no reason to doubt Jackson Arnold as their starting quarterback moving forward. There will always be that vocal minority that wants to play doom and gloom. This guy also mentioned Landry Jones in the same sentence. Oh, boy. If you see any parallels between Jackson Arnold and Landry Jones whatsoever, I just can't help you. So, look, I understand everybody would have loved to have seen Jackson Arnold. I mean, he threw for a lot of yards. They had over, what, it was nearly 550 yards of total offense. And, you know, he... Barely, I mean, barely underthrew Brennan Thompson, but it was still a great throw. Dylan Gabriel usually had him running back to the football, right? Turn it around, and I got to come back for this. Jackson Arnold almost put almost put it right on the numbers. Yeah, well, and, and that throw to Nick Anderson, 
in the corner of the end zone. Beautiful. I mean, Beautiful. that's an NFL And I, I legitimately wonder, like, will there ever be a time where Brendan Thompson isn't just a little bit underthrown? Because yeah, I know. he's one of the fastest players in college football, if not the fastest. Man, I, I you've got to get him out there more, but he's got to yeah. stay healthy. Because well, and he was healthy down the stretch. Second half of the season, he was healthy. I think they could have used him more, and I think they will next year. Because again, it says something about a guy when every defensive coordinator that's going up against him knows what he's doing every single time he's on the field. Brennan Thompson only ran one route all year for Oklahoma. Yeah, I know, and he was open every single time. It seemed like right, pretty much. You can't match him stride for stride. You can't. He changes what you have to do defensively when he's out there on the field. Um, the Nick Anderson uh, touchdown throw is more about the catch than the throw. Yeah, but Jackson Arnold was also going through opposite, right? Had to stop and kind of plant. Still made a really good throw. Um, but I would say if you ask me which one was a little more impressive, I would say the catch too. But look, this kid's got a lot of talent and Good head on his shoulders. I think he's going to be fine. Now, again, you're going to be you're going to be grading him in, you know, honors classes as compared to Correct. what everybody else has been graded in, you know, basic reading, writing, and arithmetic, right in the Big Twelve. Because somebody asked me, what's going to be the biggest difference for OU in the SEC? To me, it's very simple: the level of athlete you're going to face. Period. I mean, is there anything? I mean, to me, that's boom. That's it. You can talk about schemes. You can talk about road trips. It's the level of athlete you're going to be seeing pretty much week to week in the Southeastern Conference. Five-star Randy says, that Troy Aikman didn't look too good in that first game against Kansas. I wonder if he'll be any good. That was a rough day. I can still remember uh, that. I was right here in this building when it was KNOR Radio. We did the post game, and there were angry Sooner fans. Danny Bradley didn't play. Troy Aikman, yes, had a very rough day. I, I think he might have gone like 2 of 14 or something like that. I'll see if I can Google it up. But he did become eventually the number one pick in the draft. Troy Aikman won. Tony Mandridge second to the Packers. Barry Sanders third. Wasn't to the Tony Mandridge the guy that was on a lot of juice? Oh, I think his, his entire makeup was 90% steroids. He had like three hairs on his head at Michigan State. He was always wearing that. You know, bandana. Oh, interesting. Because hair was falling out. So Okay, well, that makes sense. J.P. Sooner says, I can't believe Jet Levy didn't run the jet sweep with Brennan Thompson. I don't think he did, did he? No, he didn't. And I, I mean, he's pretty fragile. He's pretty yeah, small. If I'm being completely honest, I don't really think that's Brennan Thompson's game. Um, I think what he did this season for Oklahoma – is exactly what he should be doing. That is the best utilization of Brennan Thompson. Now, the jet sweep, maybe some people are going to hate that I am saying this. Well, I I know for a fact some people are going to hate that I'm saying this. I feel like the best option, best guy to give the ball to on a jet sweep, if that's the way you're going to go, is Jalil Farouk because that's somebody that can make stuff happen in the open field with the ball in his hands. As long as he's not fumbling, right, Staley? Mm Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Somebody just said Landry Jones. Is that, like, real? Oh, uh, okay, there you go. Landry Jones, JFA, <laughs> both have mustache issues. A listener in the 580 says, if you can't tell that Jackson Arnold is going to be a great quarterback with really good football instincts, then you should stop watching competitive sports. 
I mean, again, it was his – and we said beforehand, you know, don't get overly upset if he throws, you know, a couple touchdowns but two bad picks. And he threw three picks. But still, if Oklahoma doesn't turn the ball over, how many times? Six? It was a lot of turnovers. Yeah, six, they win I guess, was the number. Sheesh. So many freaking turnovers. Um, John points out – Aikman was 17 in that KU game. Casey Thompson will be 27 next season if he comes to OU. He'll actually be 26, but yes, the point remains. Casey Thompson, Steely, is older than I am. That's crazy. That is crazy. Okay, I'm trying to – Aikman, by the way, in that Kansas game, 2 of 14 for 8 yards. And they were wearing him out, I remember, on the postgame. Mac Brown was the O coordinator that day. A very, very bad day for Sooner fans in Lawrence, Kansas. Okay, 405-651-3439. Can we get Brennan Thompson to return punts next year? What do you think? I mean, I would not be opposed to that. I can't I I, I can't imagine many Sooner fans would, but again, I think the durability is a concern, right? Mm-hmm. Uh it's it takes a lot of metal, not just a lot of durability, but a ton of bravery to be able to sit back there and return punts. Yeah. And you probably don't want a guy that's 158 pounds standing back there with bodies flying at him from every direction. Gavin Freeman is on the OU fans list right now. They don't want him returning punts. At this point. But he we'll did muff a few. That happened. We'll see what happens. But who else is on the durability chart that needs uh, Gentry Williams, right? He's had issues staying healthy, no doubt. Brendan Thompson. Uh, Stutzman was out for two games, obviously. I think he's going to be fine. Anybody else? Justin Harrington? Yeah, Justin Harrington is a question. I, people will always bring up Caden Helms with him coming off yeah, a season-ending injury in 2023. Javante um, Barnes? No, I'm not really that worried about Javante Barnes' durability. It's just, is he the same dude that he was before he had that foot surgery? That's what remains to be seen. Tell those people to be quiet out there. Wait, one of them's Teddy. I wouldn't tell him to be quiet. Was that? I thought I okay, heard Okay, I'll Teddy's tell them voice. all to be quiet besides yeah, Teddy. Yeah, Teddy's uh, the exception. So, All right, since they have you broadcasting in a crock pot over there, we had to open the door. So you're slow roasting over there. So there you go. All right, 405-651-3439. I thought Peyton Bowen was a stud punt returner in high school. He was. I think he should get a shot back there. If you ask me who I want returning punts, my answer is Peyton Bowen. More Peyton Bowen, please. All right, stay with us. Hour number two presented by Oklahoma Generator. We appreciate them very much for sponsoring our second hour. We'll tell you more about Oklahoma Generator when we get back. But we can tell you that they are big time, and you can check them out online at okgen.com or call them at 405-321-6631. You might need a new generator this weekend. It's going to get really cold. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Good to have you with us. Hour number two again presented by Oklahoma Generator. And, uh, man, the temps are going to drop pretty darn low this weekend. What happens if the power goes out? You need a good generator. If you don't have one or if you've got an old one that you don't feel really good about, check out Oklahoma Generator. They are Oklahoma's 
highest rated and longest operating Generac dealer. You can check them out online, okgen.com, or you can call them at 405-321-6631. Thank you, Oklahoma Generator. All right, this weekend, NFL playoffs, Baker against Jalen Hurts in a Monday night matchup. Man, the Eagles looked pretty good early, and, man, they struggled down the stretch. Tampa Bay, yeah, very average division at best, but Baker's in the postseason. The Buccaneers are 9-8, and eight, played through the pain. Of dang the- right they are, and dang mm-hmm. right he did. And, uh, you know, 28, like I said, 28 TDs, career high there in that department. Over 4,000 yards, career high in that department, 64% completion percentage. Uh, he's got, obviously, a great wideout, Mike Evans. Godwin's really good. But uh, Baker, again, played through the pain and what was a very boring, ugly victory at Carolina, but they got it. And now they host the Eagles on Monday night. Bob Stoops yesterday on The Rush talking about Baker making it to the playoffs. Yeah, I love it. Baker, uh, you know him, he – you give him half a chance, and as long as he's halfway healthy with with any kind of help, he's going to win. That's just who he is. Uh, love it for him. Uh, love it that you know that that he has this opportunity. Um, I'm sure he's looking forward to it. But no, he he's had a great year, and they've done a a great job with him. You know, so uh, yeah, just just wish him luck. You know, here through the playoffs and. Uh, that's a hard one with Jalen Hurts going up against him and uh, another, you know, guy that gave so much to OU. So, uh, you know, whatever it'll be, it'll be. But, uh, but again, happy happy that Baker's come back the way he has. He's, it's been an incredible year for him. There you go. That's Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise quarterback Baker R. Mayfield to you. Mm-hmm. Reagan. That's right. Baker Reagan Mayfield. Now, again, the Eagles, man, they got issues. By the way, for the Eagles, I will say this. Most important thing you can do is moving forward, go with the old school uniforms. They're much better than the uh, the newer uniforms. Uh, they have been, you know, they've been around for a while. Uh, you know, but those old school Randall Cunningham, Keith Jackson, Keith Byers, Chris Carter, Reggie White's uniforms from days gone by. Those there, those should be the permanent uniforms. There are several NFL teams that should go back to the looks that they adopted in the well seventies, eighties, nineties. Like the how retro about the look, Buccaneers? The retro look is awesome for so many. NFL organizations. The Bucks, I could take it or leave it. Like I think their new look, i.e. post what it, was it, nineteen ninety seven. The pew, the pewter and red, I suppose. I don't know. It's if not a bad look, but it, I still a, like the the uh, dream sickle. I like the fact that they can bring the dream sickle unis back every once in a while because the NFL ditched that stupid one shell rule. But offhand. The Broncos retro look is way better than their current look. Oh yeah, I think not you're even right. close. The Eagles retro look is way better than their current look. The Seahawks have an awesome retro package mm-hmm. that I wish they would deploy. Going full-time. back to Jim Zorn, uh, Steve Largent, and the Boz. I course. think back when the Rams would still wear their seventies, eighties era mm-hmm. throwbacks. Those were my favorite uniforms in the entire NFL. You're talking just, about like Eric Dickerson. Yeah, days. the royal blue, yellow pants, yeah. and the 
helmets with the actual Ram horns. I mean, I've kind of grown on the the, the new Rams unis have grown on me a little I, bit. They have not grown on me. I think, but they suck. I'm with you. I would go back to the Eric Dickerson look. The Chargers, another team oh, that has yeah. an amazing retro uniform package. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think the Eagles might be the one that is the biggest mis- mismatch. Yeah, well, and Jesse G says Buffalo Retro is way better as well. What's interesting is all the teams that didn't need to change their aesthetic changed it, and all the teams that did have just stayed the same. Like, there is not a more boring look in the NFL than the Indianapolis Colts. But you know it's clean. I like those. I like the color scheme, though. I mean, I like the, I like the color scheme. The execution, as far as the uniforms are concerned, leaves something to be desired. The Dolphins, oh man. Dolphins the old Dolphins school. The Dolphins 70s uniforms. Mercury Morris, Bob Greasy, Jim Kick, Larry Zonka. Patriots throwbacks. There you go, Jay and Tulsa. Garo Regiprimian. I would be in favor of every single organization in the NFL picking a throwback look and just rolling with it for one season. Somebody said or, Adam said the Chiefs need a new look. Yeah, I've never the, been a big fan of the Chiefs yeah, look. I, I don't. That's and that's right up there with the Colts among uniforms that have never really changed and that could use a little freshening up. But you remember when the NFL did color rush on Thursday nights for oh, a few yeah. years? Mm-hmm. I would love it if on Thursday nights going forward they would just do retro night. Yes, but I my thought would be the Eagles old school unis would be the one that I think is is the best compared to what they have right now. Somebody doesn't like the creamsicle uniforms from the three eights. They're polarizing. I grant I, you that. I guess maybe the thing about if you wore those every week, I could probably. But I love the helmet logo so much. Beach bump sooner. Money text. He said, "I love the old Houston Oilers unis. Those to me are right up there with any uniforms in the history." Of Can we play sports. the Houston Oilers fight song for oh, that? Oh boy, I'm gonna have to dig that out of. Yeah, it should be right there. It should be right there on YouTube. Oh. Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers, number one. Here we go. Oh, boy. For the Oilers, I think the second one is probably the best choice. We haven't done this in, like, two years. I know. There was a time. And you can see the uh, Love You Blue pom-poms just all throughout the Astrodome back in the day. Here we go. Get ready to be rocked, ladies and gentlemen, right here. Houston has the Oilers, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, always in control. And when you say the Oilers, you're talking Let's sing together. Because we're the Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. How good is that? I can still see Earl Campbell running over Isaiah Robertson. Go ahead and YouTube it up. Or Jack Tatum at the goal line. What was it, Switzer? Oh, hell, Campbell's his own damn blocker. And he is. He was back in the day. Earl Campbell. Now he makes sausages. Mm-hmm. And he was really close to coming to Oklahoma. I Wasn't the legend of Earl Campbell like – I? maybe this is a uh, – 
maybe this is just made up or maybe it's an old wives tale because the old wives tell a lot of tales that they do they get around the old wives together around the campfire and they tell stories old wives tales but i think it was that earl campbell had it like he was down to oklahoma and texas the tyler rose and that if he slept through the night, he was like going to Texas. And if he woke up during the middle of the night, he was going to Oklahoma. Well, obviously, if that story's true, he slept through the night. So, man, I remember people, Campbell's a dog, man. He walks back to the huddle every time. Yeah, he just ran over seven guys on that, you know, 21-yard carry. He's conserving energy, but he was he was awesome. Wow. Uh, as brought to our attention by Border Sooner on the text line, Pete Carroll is going to be relieved of his duties as the Seattle Seahawks head coach. Hmm. Neil Shue to Seattle? No. I don't think so. It's too cold up there for him. I think the NFL people have cooled their jets on Neil Shue. Oh, you know what we should say? That's a great idea, Sean. Let's do the the autumn wind was a radar. Can we play that into the break? I have no idea what you're referring to. Just put the autumn wind in there. We don't. In fact, we'll we'll just play it right before the break. It is John Facinda. Okay, I'm going to type this into the, the YouTube autumn search wind and, raiders. The autumn wind, wind raiders raiders theme song. Okay, well here we go. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Ap- apparently, right, it's been played on these airwaves before. Yeah. Because here we go. it is watermarked as having been watched before it's by this. So account. good. All right. There we go. This this is another one. We'll go through it. No idea what's about to happen. The autumn wind is a pirate. Oh, boy. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along. Swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head. And a bristling black mustache. Plank probably knows He growls as he storms the country. So good. A villain, big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their. You gotta gold. let the music play afterwards for a minute. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Hit it! Here, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was talking to the band. Oh, okay, here comes the band. Yeah. Pillaging, pillaging just for fun sounds fun. Oh, yeah. I can see Fred Bolitnikoff right now wiping the stickum on his jersey. The snake, Ken Stabler, throwing deep to Cliff Branch. That defense, two safeties that were assassins, George Atkinson, Jack Tatum. And John Madden roaming the sidelines. All right, we'll play this into the break for a second. And everybody, well, I, I think you got a taste of it. Is the Raiders logo the best in the NFL? The answer is yes. No. The answer is no. yes. The retro bucks. Sir, all logo. right, you and I are going to arm wrestle for it. During okay, the break, fair enough. All right, stay with us. We're coming right back. All right, we are back, Steel Man and Thune, Wednesday edition, hour number two, presented by Oklahoma Generator. We appreciate them very much. Riverwing Casino, the best casino experience in the metro area. Now right around 3,000 electronic games. They've got a wide variety, all your favorite table games as well. 
Big-time poker room, off-track betting. They've got the best games, best bars and dining, world-class hotel, the best service and promotions. You can always eat well. The River Buffet, you've got steak night on Friday, seafood night on Saturday, and a uh, big-time brunch on Sunday, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, where we set up just in front of Chips and Ales on uh, Fridays for our remotes out there. Great food court as well, newly uh, designed gaming floor. They've got a Skyloft gaming area, an Oasis gaming area. It is uh, it's just a great, great, great place. Appreciate them very much. Two shows coming up this weekend. Boys to Men, Cooley High Harmony, coming up this Friday. At the Showplace Theater, Clay Walker on Saturday, January 13th. So this Saturday, back-to-back, you've got uh, Boys to Men Friday, Clay Walker on Saturday. Two good shows at the Showplace Theater and great promotions happening throughout the month of January. The ADK Winning Resolutions Giveaway. Play with your wild card, especially on Mondays and Tuesdays, because that's when you get five times the entries for the drawings on Friday nights, where you can go out there and win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play. And if you want to go to Super Bowl activities out in Vegas, you can win a trip to the Super Bowl in the first down in Neon Town promotion. Now through January 18th, so you've got eight more days. The top five patrons who are in the most points on their wild cards playing specific Gaming machines, they have signage all around those gaming machines out at Riverwind. Top five patrons who have the most points on those machines on their wild cards are going to win a trip to the Super Bowl in Vegas. That includes your game tickets, your airfare, great hotel, ground transportation, and $1,000 in cash. All of these packages are worth right around $25,000 when you include everything. So that's a heck of a deal from our friends at Riverwind Casino. Good times always at Riverwind. Okay. Uh, Parker Thune, why don't we head back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? Okay, let's do that. Zach FFA Dad says, I just want to thank both Steely and Parker. I now have the Houston Oilers song stuck in my head. <laughs> it gets it gets stuck in there for a while. It will be gone in a couple days, though. But yes, a couple days. Couple what have you done here, Steely. Couple months, maybe, maybe oh, a couple months. Five Star Randy says. That must be salt in the wounds of SC fans. They immortalized Pete Carroll and probably fantasized about him being their coach again. But now Mule Shoe stands in the way of it happening with his ridiculous <laughs> buyout. Oh, man. Didn't uh, Mule Shoe steal somebody away from Georgia the other day? Uh, yes. In the dead of night last night. Of course flipped. in the dead of night. Well, yeah, that's when he does all his work, isn't it? But... He flipped UNLV transfer Jaden Mayava mm-hmm. from Georgia. Nothing good ha- happens after midnight. Ha- Unless your mule told shoe. You that. That's right, because he's very sneaky. Sooner Co. Wetzel simply says, Mule Shoe is such a shyster. He operates in the shadows, Sooner Co. Wetzel. He definitely operates in the shadows. Rocket Sooner says, starting a new drinking game in honor of Parker, the Feeding America shotgun. Anytime Danica comes on, shotgun a beer for <laughs> grammatical rights. Booba. Oh, that's good. This listener that I went eight says, Olipop versus 80,000 grams of caffeine. Give me the steel, man. Oh, no. You're shaping the minds here, Steely. Uh, oh, man. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that, you yard bird. Four or five listeners says the old NFL films were the best. Thanks for the oh nostalgia. Oh my gosh, John Facenda, the voice of God. Those are and man, they're so good. 
so very good. I love, I, you know, the old NFL film stuff, you know, it's going to stand the test of time. The autumn wind is a radar. So good. Ken Stabler had a girlfriend by the name of Wicked Wanda, by the way. Wicked Wanda. Mm-hmm. Ken Stabler, Alabama. But, man, the Raiders were just, they were badasses. But there were a group of bigger badasses back in those days, too. The Pittsburgh Steelers. And, of course, Miami had the undefeated season. But, uh, man, those were some fun times watching the uh, battles back in the AFC in the 70s. Sam and Edmund says, I think the odds are higher that Mule Shoe gets fired at SC than they are for him to get an NFL job at this point. You say that. The NFL did hire Cliff Kingsbury after he was fired at Texas Tech of all places. That's true. Immediately after he mm-hmm. was fired at Texas Tech of all places, mind you. Gunny, by the way, and the Gunny Classic is set for 420 at Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Brought to you by ZigZag. But I don't think those are a thing anymore. But uh, Gunny says Steve Sable was the NFL Films guy, I remember. Yeah, his dad, Ed Sable, started NFL Films. But they hired the um, John Facenda, who was just great, man. Really good. The original uh, voice of NFL Films. Stillwater Sooner says, Muleshoe looks like he has low testosterone. <laughs> I love that this is what the text line has devolved into. An hour and 45 uh, minutes into this show, we're just firing low blows at Muleshoe. 918 listener says, the Bears might hire him as an offensive coordinator. Well, the Bears are in line to get Caleb Williams. The Bears are who we thought they were. We let them off the hook. Now, if you want to crowd her head, go ahead and crowd them. But they are who we thought they were. Sorry. Dennis Green. I kind of liked Denny Green back in the day. Could play the drums, too. I remember seeing that on NFL Films, by the way. A 405 listener asks, Steely, was Mike Clapton supposed to start that 1984 Kansas game that Aikman ended up playing? Mike Clapton, yes. I believe there was some kind of issue, maybe, in that situation. Uh, But I think you're on the right track there. I don't know. Yeah, I think Mike Clopton, there was maybe was there some kind of eligibility issue that they encountered? I'm I'm trying to remember. Somebody out there, because we've got nine million people on the text line is gonna remember, but I think that's good recall right there. Mike Clopton, uh but yeah, Troy had to go in and play and Danny Bradley got hurt. And like I said, that was Matt Brown's one year as the O. C. at OU. I appreciate clever disses and this is a clever one from a listener in the 580 i hope mule shoe never gets off the tee box <laughs> that's pretty good zane says remember the old monday night matchup where they took a deep dive into the x's and o's before the monday night game oh yeah yeah no relation to eric clapton no uh clopton mike Clopton. Eric Clapton, that's not even his real name. I'm trying to remember. It's a, Eric Clapton had a nerdy last name, so they changed it to Clapton. Why they, Clapton? I don't know. They probably said, Eric, you're such a good guitar player. They'll probably clap a ton for you. <laughs> Would be my guess. Eric, uh, let me see what is nerdy. It was very, it's a very uh, basic. 
Eric Clapton was born as, uh, hang on, Eric Clapton. Okay. Not that anybody cares, but I'm looking. Did they change this? I know I'm right. He was born (laughs) not as Eric Clapton. Really? Okay, you go ahead. Uh, Now I'm going to have to go down this rabbit hole for another minute. Oh, boy. No, it looks like Clapton was his actual last that name. That ain't true. The editor put it out there. It's garbage. Okay, here you go. Here you go. Here you All go. Right. Uh, Maybe he legally. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Here it is. Here it is. All right. This is straight from the Wikipedia page. Okay. Uh, Clapton grew up believing that his grandmother Rose and her second husband, Jack Clapp, Patricia's stepfather, were his parents, and that his mother was actually his older sister. The similarity in surnames gave rise to the erroneous belief that Clapton's real surname is Clapp. Oh, okay. So apparently so it was Clapton Clapp. is his actual last name. There you go. All right. Uh, well, Clapton is, of course, yeah, Clapton is God. I was on the text line already. I was waiting for that. But... Uh, and, uh, you know, he stole uh, George Harrison's wife, Patty Boyd, but at least that gave us Layla. Right? One of the great rock and roll songs of all time. So good. All right, we're going to take a break right here. we got one more segment to go. You guys are killing it again on the tax line. We appreciate that very much. Portal update, we'll get into that. And I want to, is there anything happening for the 2025 class? We'll talk about that when we get back to here on The Ref. There you go. That's how it's done right there. I love that album cover, too, which is Patty Boyd. So good. So very good. Parker, you uh, may be a young whippersnapper, but I still think you appreciate some good old rock that and I roll do. music. I do, no doubt about it. Is that it. your dad's influence? Eh, to a certain extent, Yes. Like who does who did he listen to growing up? Do you know? Like who would be his group if you had to go to? Man, he had a very diverse has a very diverse musical palette, much like myself. But I grew up on such acts as Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, mm-hmm. Boston, yeah. U two. There you so. go. That's good stuff. Somebody asked me, uh, Donnie, on uh, Twitter, who would be on the. Mount Rushmore for your individual rock and rollers. Individual? Um, I got to go. Not really. I mean, the Beach Boys, are they rock and roll? Yes. But I go Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Genius. Pet Sounds, greatest album of all time. You have to listen to it in order. You have to listen to it a few, two or three times. Appreciate the instrumentation. Pet Sounds. Uh, so I would go Brian Wilson. I would go Jim Morrison of the Doors. I would go Cobain. And then, uh, let's see, Bob Dylan would be in the running. Who would be the fourth? Probably go Buddy Holly, number four, actually. So Brian Wilson, Buddy Holly, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain for me with, with Bob Dylan just on the outside looking in, in terms of individuals. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Texas! Defensive line coach, or is it? Yeah, Bo Davis to LSU. Bo Davis to LSU. How about that? And uh, you actually knew about that a week and a half ago, if you listened to this show, because we talked about it when mm. Dominic McKinley flipped. That's right. That was, that That's was right. part of the reason 
Dominic McKinley ended up flipping to LSU was because there was a behind-the-scenes understanding that LSU was going to make a splash hire with their defensive line coach and that that hire was Bo Davis. Good insight. You're not a fake insider. You're a real one. Well, I I try to be. Um, Listener to the 918 says, what happens first? Lance Hurd commitment announcement or Zach Alley announcement? That's a really good question. I would say Zach Alley, wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 I could go either way at this point. Sure. I don't know. We're waiting on a lot right now. Yeah. Listener in the 405 says, Steel Man, you can't have a Mount Rushmore without McCartney. See, I love McCartney too, but I'm more of a Lennon guy. It's, yeah, it's pretty close. I, I'm a slight edge to Lennon, but if I had to pick one, and look, McCartney's awesome. The Beatles are awesome. Well, but I would go Lennon myself, even though he had a crazy lady broke him up. Yoko. What do you think? Wonderful Christmas time is a scar on Paul McCartney's legacy. Amongst all the insufferable Christmas songs, that might be the most insufferable. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. You know, I don't like a lot of rock and roll Christmas music. There's hardly any of it I do like. When I hear Bruce Springsteen come on with, you know, I'm like, no. I don't know what it is, but rock and roll Christmas to me is n- not, not where it's at for me. So, by the way, anything happening in the 2025 class that we need to know about? Uh, As of right now, like currently, no, nothing is happening. Nothing is imminent. The Sooners are having a big junior day on January 27th. There are some big names that are expected to be in attendance. The one that's been publicly reported uh, numerous different outlets is that five-star safety Jonah Williams is going to be in town. So. Uh, that is one that Oklahoma fans can look forward to. They got a good shot with Jonah Williams. I think it's too early to call that race, uh, too early to make a prediction in my eyes, but OU is neck and neck with just about anybody. Here's the problem, folks. The NIL whales will be coming after Jonah. Crickets. Wasn't Jonah swallowed by the whale? Oh, that's where you say, were going yeah, with say that. I had one right there, and dead silence. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's, that's all right. The NIL whales are out there, Old Miss. They're the, they're the NIL sharks. Yeah, that's true. All right, I thought I had a good Jonah joke there, but it would. That's all right. See, I figure you're a Bible guy. I know what happened. I know. I just, what for whatever happened? reason, it just didn't register. That's all right. It happens. Very little register with me, registers with me these days. EA Sports is waiting for the Zach Alley announcement before they release the game. Uh, that's pretty good. Sean says, controversial take, wings are better than the Beatles. I like wings a lot, too. And I like McCartney. I don't, just because I like Lennon a little bit better... My friend David, my good friend David, he's a he loves McCartney. I mean, every time McCartney has a show nearby, he's there. But uh, and you know, I, I I like the Beatles quite a bit. So anyway, I like me some Wings. Hmm. What's your favorite? Junior's Farm would probably be my favorite. I mean, there are a lot of good ones. With a little luck, is really good. They got a lot of good ones. What are you talking about? Wings. No, so was I. 
You're talking about like Buffalo Wild Wings. I understand the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. That's right. Thank you very it's the much. Only, that's the only wings I do business with. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, uh, we are out of time. Um, so the five-star Jonah, again, what's his last name? Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams will be there. So uh, that'll be interesting. Where is the 2025 class rated right now? Number four in the nation. Okay. Nine commits. There you go. Yeah, got off to a great start, but uh, we'll see how, you know, Brent is top tenning all these classes so far, which is really good. And believe it or not, they're getting a lot of defensive help too. Okay. We want to thank Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring hour number two. Thanks to our friends at Riverwind Casino, ADK, winning resolutions, giveaway drawing, Friday night. Get out there. Keep playing with your wild card to possibly win one of the five trips they're giving away to Super Bowl activities in Vegas. And that great promotion, first down in Neon Town. And boys to men Friday. Clay Walker, Saturday at the Showplace Theater. Everybody, have a great rest of your Wednesday. Let's get locked in. Coming up next, right here on The Ref.